Good day and welcome to another B2B exclusive interview. Our guest today is Murray Hill, Managing Director and Chief Executive Officer at Maranica Energy. Maranica Energy trades on the Australian Stock Exchange under the ticker MEY. Good day, Murray. Thank you for joining us today on B2B Interviews. Yeah, hello, Todd. Yeah, nice to be here. Murray, I thought you might begin with a brief introduction and overview of the company's projects and present operations. Yeah, Maranica was primarily focused on uh, uranium exploration in Namibia, uh, and we've built up a, a huge land portfolio now with the largest land position in the country. And Namibia is a fantastic country to uh, explore for uranium, and they've got a very supportive government. Uh, the Rossing Uranium Mine have been operating there continuously for 44 years into their 45th this year. And they've got the Namibia Uranium Association, which uh, is the conduit between industry and uh, government uh, stakeholders uh, and the general public. So it's a great spot to be. We've got uh, we've got uh, two dis- well, two recent discoveries. Uh, we explored on two of our tenements over the last uh, 18 months, and we've hit uranium on both of those. Uh, and we've just done a large capital raising uh, late last year to enable us to accelerate our exploration efforts. Previously, we've had to use ground-based geophysics because we haven't had the money to go and do airborne. Uh, and these ground-based geophysics find what we call paleo channels or old river systems in which uh, the uranium, secondary uranium we're looking for exists. And uh, those river systems, old river systems, are generally less than 30 metres deep. So quite shallow exploration, and hence uh, if we developed a mine, it would be a shallow open pit. So we're looking at uh, putting an airborne EM survey together uh, in the next couple of months and, uh, and cover the large area we've got in Namibia very quickly and then identify drill targets and get in there and start drilling a significantly faster approach than we've been able to do in the, in the past. But we've got the track record of uh, exploration success on two of our tenements, uh, and we're really following what General Mining, or which morphed into GenCore, did in the late 70s, early 80s. They found uh, these paleo channel deposits in the southern part of Namibia, um, Ostinanus, uh, Langer Heinrich, Tumas, uh, and we're just piggybacking on some of their exploration targets uh, and um, you know going upstream of these known deposits to find uranium. And since uh, in the last 12 months, we've also picked up uranium assets in Australia. We, we bought 48 million pound of high-grade assets in Northern Territory and Western Australia. Uh, we paid the equivalent of four cents per pound of uranium in the ground. And when you look back at history, uh, the extract project was had extract had the Husab project in Namibia that sold for $4.50 per pound in the ground. Now I'm not suggesting we're another extract, not suggesting we've got another Husab, but I'm just putting it into perspective. Uh, certainly a very low cost uh, acquisition we've got we've got there. So we've got quite exciting projects in both countries and uh, a really a uh, solid uh, base to work off and uh, quite an exciting time for us going forward uh, with exploration and an anticipated rise in the uranium price. Indeed. So the company is certainly uniquely poised in that regard. Uh, or expand a bit more, if you would, on some of the core assets or your, your, your more advanced assets, as it were. Uh, also educate us a bit more in terms of the infrastructure as well as the political climate within that region as it relates to resource development, production, et cetera. So the political climate in Namibia is, is very good. It's a democratic country, um, one of the best two countries in, in Africa to operate in. Uh, I've taken the family there for holidays. We've driven around in a hire car. Um, people are fantastic. People are friendly. Uh, and we've got a, a, they've got a very established mining industry. As I said, Rossing's been there operating since 1976 continuously. Um, there's uh, another operating mine there, the Husab uh, Uranium Project. 
and then there's a capital on care and maintenance, which is a copy project and, and Langer Heinrich. So it's a it's the fourth largest Australian province in the world. And um, you know, and there's plenty of opportunity for exploration success in the country. As I say, the Namibian Uranium Association support uh, everybody very well in, in the country and, and do a fantastic job uh, of, um, of being that conduit. So um, very stable country, um, good to operate infrastructure-wise. Uh, the port of Walvis Bay is adjacent to the uh, Swakop Mind, which is a, it's a town that really services uranium mines. Uh, and that port uh, services uh, the landlocked countries further east that would rather export uh, goods from the west coast of Africa versus the east coast of Africa into Europe, trying to go through the, uh, the, the turmoil of the sewers and so forth. So um, we, we believe that um, it, it's, a, it's a fantastic place. It's got good infrastructure in terms of roads, rail, um, power, uh, port, uh, and it's got a history of exporting uranium out of that port, uh, both from uh, Namibia, but also from Malawi when that was operating. So uh, yeah, good solid country. Now, core assets, um, you know, core assets for us, we had the uranium Maranike, Maranike uranium project, our namesake project. Uh, we've gone and picked up a lot more ground because that's a low-grade project. Uh, we've got the, the upgrade process, which has lowered the cost base for Maranika by 50%, both capital and operating. Uh, and we've used that as a catalyst to go and explore for a little bit higher grades than the Maranika project. And that's what we've managed to achieve down in the, in the southern part, uh, south of, of uh, Rossing because uh, we're, we're just a little bit north of Rossing with the Maranica project uh, and south of Rossing. So we're getting, you know, we've explored the copies project. We've had fantastic success there. We've got a 6.4 square metre, uh, 6.4 kilometre, a square kilometre um, uh, paleo channel we've, we've found. We've drilled 40 odd percent of it and it's very well mineralised. Uh, we've then gone down to another EPL. We got granted the second one, Hitabeb, and we've found a paleo channel that is longer than the width of the English channel and it's mineralized for the bulk of the width. So we know now that there's going to be areas that are very highly, highly mineralized, uh, and we just have to find those. So we're, that's what the Airborne EM is doing. It's going to identify the outline of the paleo channels, uh, identify where traps may be, where uh, uranium has concentrated in higher concentrations, and uh, we'll go and drill those. So that, they're the sort of uh, the success we've had. But as I say, we've got another eight uh, tenements that we can explore on, and that's what the... Uh, idea of this um, accelerated EM, airborne EM, is to do, go and explore on those and find out where the paleo channels and then go and drill. <coughs> so quite quite exciting there. Moving to Australia, we just recently announced uh, that the Angela project, which sits um, just south of Alice Springs in the Northern Territory, uh, next to all the infrastructure you need, 25 kilometres from the main town, and uh, it's 1,300 ppm grade, it's 31 million pound of ore, Previously, the impediment for Chemico when they held it and, and uh, Paladin when they held it to, um, to develop it was the high acid consumption. Uh, what we've been able to do is apply our upgrade process to that, which I didn't mention before, was fully patented, fully developed by us and 100% and owned. We applied our upgrade process to that. We've reduced the acid consumption from 104 kilos per tonne to 24 kilos per tonne. That's 80 kilos per tonne reduction in acid. And considering the acid is about 40 cents per kilogram delivered, that's an operating cost saving of in the order of $32 per tonne. So that's a huge benefit to the project. Uh, and we're just assessing what that means uh, for us now. But certainly uh, some, some great uh, projects that we've got in both jurisdictions. Now, will the company look to strategic or joint venture partners moving forward on any of these plays? Well, we don't need joint venture partners at the moment. The uh, exploration project program in Namibia 
okay, the, the airborne EM is costing us a bit, uh, but once you're drilling, it's about a thousand Australian dollars per hole. So, you know, 800 US dollars a hole. It's not an expensive drill program. You're only drilling 20 to 30 metres deep. Uh, so, so we don't need joint venture partners at the moment uh, to come in and, and explore. Uh, when, it come, when, we, when we define um, resources and we move towards uh, development of those, we currently think, like, for instance, the Copies Project, we believe we could develop that for, say, a capital cost of 50 to 60 million uh, US, um, and we're producing about one and a half to two million pound per annum of uranium. So that's not an insurmountable amount to raise to then go and develop that project. So we may not need uh, joint venture partners even when we move towards development. But uh, being a successful small resources company, um, we might find ourselves being uh, a very attractive target for um, for takeover. But uh, who knows what might happen in the future there. All right. Very good. Let's change gears now and talk a little bit more about the expertise in place here. What can you tell us about this present board and management team at Maranica? Uh, the present board, I mean, it's, it's a three-man board. It's a very, it's a very nimble board, uh, very supportive of what we do. We're all aligned in the same direction as to where we want to go with the company. Uh, we have technical exp expertise on that board. I'm it. So I'm the champion of the upgrade process, which is, is the catalyst for us to explore. Uh, and as I said before, that what it can do for projects like um, Angela and also the fact that it lowers the cost base in Namibian, on Namibian projects by 50%. So uh, a very, very good, supportive, strong board with lots of experience in the mining industry and, uh, you know, uh, and nimble. So, and when you're a small resource company, having a nimble board is very important for us to move. So, Murray, briefly in closing, let's recap, if you would leave us with a few quick points here. Why should investors consider a long-term position in Maranica Energy? Well, one thing we haven't talked about, Todd, is the, is the nuclear uh, and the uranium price. Um, you know, the, the world demand is about 200 million pound per annum for uh, uranium to supply the, the current fleet of nuclear reactors around the world. And we're seeing that that fleet is increasing. There's 50 odd uh, under construction. Uh, the World Nuclear Association are indicating there's another 320 planned before 2040. Uh, the world's talking about decarbonisation, uh, and uh, you know what better way to decarbonise than than you know the low carbon emission uh, power source that nuclear is. So if these EVs, electric vehicle revolution, is as strong as uh, as the pundits are predicting and developers are predicting, then the world's power consumption or, or requirement is going to almost double over the next 30, 40 years. Where's that going to come from? Uh, we're seeing issues now with supply of uh, baseload power in you know, Texas and California and Germany. Uh, it's costing more. It's, costing, it's generating more carbon. So the answer to uh, the, answer to the decarbonisation and uh, the EV revolution and the power demand around the world is, is nuclear. And uh, at the moment, you know, as I said, there's 200 million pound requirement uh, and there's only supply of about 140 million pound last year. Now, that's impacted by the low uranium price. Uh, companies going into care and maintenance because they can't make money out of, uh, of producing uranium at these uh, uranium prices. Uh, and you're seeing the two largest producers of uranium in the world, Cameco and Kazanprom, both buying on spot to fulfill contracts because... 85, 90% of the, the world's uranium is sold under contract um, and not much is sold on spot. So they're actually buying on the spot market with supply and contracts uh, to, to keep their uh, valuable resources uh, for, for a higher uranium price. So 
there's, uh, there's only one way to have a sustainable uranium nuclear industry, and that's for the uranium price to move north. So we're all, you know, all uranium explorers and producers are leveraged the uranium price. Uh, so we've got that leverage, but what we've got uh, that our peers haven't got is our upgrade process, which separates us uh, from our peers because it gives us a 50% reduction in capital and operating cost to develop projects and particularly paleochannel projects. And then of course, we go and add our exploration success in Namibia. We've explored on two tenements. We found uranium on both. We've got a total of 10 tenements. Right, so we've got a lot more upside potential there. We're expecting uh, continuation of our exploration success. Uh, and, uh, you know, when, when the uranium price does move, something like copies, uh, you know, we've, ex we've drilled 45% of it, I think it is. But what we'll do is we'll get a drill rig in there. It's about a million dollars uh, and three months to go and get a resource uh, on that uh, project. So when the, when the uh, uranium price moves, we can move quite quickly. Uh, to get these into resource status and then start moving into into um, development. So we're uh, leveraged to uranium price, we're leveraged to exploration in Namibia, and we're leveraged to our, what value our upgrade process can add to us. So we're we're a standout um, in in the um, uranium industry, we believe, and uh, and we believe the uranium industry is going to be very strong uh, simply because of the fact that we need low carbon emission nuclear power to, to fuel the world and meet the, the decarbonisation requirements that they're all placing upon each country. Well, that is certainly a very exciting story. Mario, it was a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you for joining us on B2B Interviews. Thanks, Todd. Enjoyed it. Our guest today has been Murray Hill, Managing Director and Chief Executive Officer at Maranika Energy. Maranika trades on the Australian Stock Exchange under the ticker MEY.